another world, another time, in the age of wonder. You are listening to the Dark Crystal. Minute. And begin all the same big change. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. And now once more the world must undergo a time of testing. It is time. Time to return to the castle. There is much to be learned. And you have no time. Hello and welcome to The Dark Crystal Minute. I'm your host, Philip. And I'm Sydney. And, well, I mean, welcome back. I mean, this is, um, I, I, I guess we can really class this probably as a new season, I guess, of sorts to The Dark Crystal Minute. Um, so for anyone who is uh, new to this um, podcast or, you know, these shows that we do um, as part of Trial by Stone, we pretty much go through each minute of The Dark Crystal and really break it down and just have some fun, uh, some fun Dark Crystal chat. Basically just get really nerdy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's it's almost like an, a, like an audio commentary, like of a minute, but yeah. we could talk more than a minute about a minute, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> Many, many minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we are back. Um, and I, I know it's been really interesting because I know the last time, uh, you know, myself and Jamie, we record these shows. Um, and the last show, which was minute 23, which was, um, back in July, 2019. So I can't believe it's been that wow. long since we, um, uh, you know, but doing those shows and, uh, you know, of course we did had a bit, you know, a bit of a long break. Um, I mean, just because we had this other show to sort of talk about with, um, age of resistance. Um, so, you know, that, I mean, and, and that's been a lot, we had a lot of great times, you know, doing the, uh, the, uh, episode by episode discussions and then of course you, you you've come on and and on on you know as part of the podcast and a lot of the character discussions so um now that things have sort of been winding down i guess you know with with dark crystal i mean you know as is you know at the moment that let's get you know it's, this has been one of those shows i've been wanting to to bring back and and actually you know get it to its conclusion so um so this is going to be a lot of fun to really get back to it and actually I'm actually looking forward to getting more into this now because of having the context, um, you know, thinking about the things that happen in Age of Resistance and how that can possibly apply with the movie as well. So Definitely. And also the fact that uh, didn't Louis Leterrier, the director of Age of Resistance, didn't he actually tell you that he liked the Dark Crystal Minute? Yes, he did actually. Yeah, yeah. I I think it was yeah. He, he actually mentioned that it's a it was one of his favorite shows, and um, I I think I can say this, but I know he kind of joked to me about um wanting to do um you know, like later on down the track we did like an age of resistance minute pretty much. So, so many so, minutes. Oh no, that would be a lot of minutes. I think if we did age <laughs> of resistance, we'd we'd be um, uh, I mean that that'd be like a almost like a. 10 year commitment pretty much you know trying yeah. to... <laughs> it's like almost uh, it's almost 10 times more minutes than <laughs> yeah no. the movie than the movie itself <laughs> i know yeah exactly so but i mean we'll do it i'm not saying we won't do it it's definitely oh, yeah, possible yeah we'll try louis we'll try yeah. for you i know i know <laughs> <laughs> uh you know or, or maybe we can, you know, just choose specific minutes of age resistance. I don't know, but I mean, yeah, it would, it would, it would, it would, like, I mean, it, it would actually be cool to do, to do to do it all. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. So that, minutes so, of note from Age of minute, Resistance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I and and I mean, after all, like you know, thinking about all doing these minute by minutes, you know, even though there might be some minutes where not a lot really happens, but you know, you have to marvel at sort of um, the work that they put through, you know, with the film and Age of Resistance. So, you know, we 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 got to re- you know give a lot of love to every minute that was put on the screen, you know, to. Um, to just to get a lot of lot of love for the um the world of Thra, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, because so, with yeah. the Dark Crystal, there isn't a single minute where there isn't something to look at. You know, with with a lot of standard like you take your typical like action movie or romantic comedy or like um, regular old zero puppets movie. <laughs> there's a <laughs> lot of times when you might like pause it, uh, and and there's just you know, a shot of a coffee table or like a shot of, you know, up close of Brad Pitt's nostril or something. And it's not necessarily, (laughs) um, something to be in awe of all the time. Whereas with, with Dark Crystal, I mean, that's part of what makes an entirely inhuman film so unique is that there's always some sort of mastery to be seen, even, you know, for every little second. So, a whole minute is like a plethora already of just like magic um, yes, because it's yeah. 60 whole seconds of I know. <laughs> of 60 seconds of wonderfulness. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't think you could do this with uh, a lot of other movies, personally. No, no. And, and I mean, I mean, that's the thing like this. Um, you know, these shows were inspired by a lot of um, uh, shows of this format. And I think the Star Wars minute is probably the, the biggest one um that 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 i think there's i mean they've still been doing still been doing it i think you know they've almost done um you know a, a, you know as of this recording i know they've i think they've wrapped up they'll probably have wrapped up by the last jedi so you know they've still got they've still got you know the the other movies and all that kind of stuff um so they're, they're not i don't think they're going to be ending any anytime soon so um so no it's just um this is always a lot of fun and actually i mean before we start because i know this is your first time being on the dark crystal minute um and i i mean you know for i know you know we might i know for anyone that might have missed out um you know from previous you know episodes of trial by stone um i mean how did you get into the dark crystal just as a yeah uh the the very brief version of it is that i was a wanderer of the VHS labyrinths, and uh, I don't just mean David Bowie labyrinth. I mean like the uh, the aisles of video stores. And um, I, I was a child of the VHS era, and it was sort of a huge part of our our weekend routine. Uh, my mom and I to go perusing. We would take a walk down to our video store down the street, and I would just, even though I'd been there so many times, I still combed every single aisle and looked at like all the VHS covers and I was like we were doing this from the time that I was like three years old like I was you know a tiny (laughs) walking around and you know and I wanted to look at every single aisle and like find you know the perfect you know what was calling out to me that day right and obviously I spent a lot of time in uh, the aisles where there were fantasy movies and um I spent a lot of time with movies like Labyrinth and like Neverending Story and Willow, Legend. Um, that entire genre is just 
very, very dear to my heart. And when I was four, um, I was heavily in a, a labyrinth phase and heavily in puppets. <laughs> and um, my, eye, my eye directly went to the, uh, the cover of the Dark Crystal and it was the, the one that had the lime green uh, clamshell VHS and like this just neon electric magenta artwork on the front. And, um, but the, the actual like plastic of the clamshell was like lime, like neon lime green. And I saw these, like these elven creatures and the, and the Skeksis who I didn't know that was what they were called at the time, obviously. But I was like, what is that? Like bird lizard thing is all scary. And there's a big, pretty purple rock. And I love that. So, uh, I, you know, had my mom pick that video out for me and she was like, oh, well, you'll really like this one actually, because you really like Labyrinth and it's kind of like that one. And <laughs> obviously that's putting it in very, very simple terms for a four-year-old. We as uh, adults and artists know that Labyrinth and Dark Crystal are very, very different films. But um, my mom knowing me <laughs> was like, you'll, you'll enough, it's close enough that you'll, you'll really dig this. And um, I proceeded to rent that movie just almost on a nightly basis. We, we were extending that rental over and over um, until I was finally able to secure my own copy of it because I just, I was mesmerized by it from the time that I was four years old. I wanted to be Kira. I wanted to go to this land of puppets. I, I just wanted to be the Jennifer Connelly in this world. <laughs> um, uh, but then, you know, of course, the older I got, the more I realized, nah, it's, it's, humans don't belong there. Um, we can we can imagine it, but let's just keep watching it, watching it and nerding out about it. Um, so yeah, it's and, and then uh, the I lived out my life as a weird kid who didn't have a lot of other peers who were into the same movies as I was because I was a only 90s kids remember kid and <laughs> all of my favorite movies were from a decade before I was born and um nobody else my age was really into the same stuff that I was and it wasn't until later on in in my adulthood that I started finding other Dark Crystal fans um coming out of the woodwork and appearing in the internet and social media and discovering you guys discovering discovering the Dark Crystal podcast and going oh man other people are nerding out about this too and um so yeah, that's that's where I'm at now. Hopefully that was that was much more than a minute. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that, that's great. Yeah, I, I mean, even for myself, like, um, yeah, I was sort of in that same era of you know watching it on VHS, and um, I think um, it's it's one of those things where I can't remember whether it was like I actually owned an original copy of the film or whether it was something that was um, taped on VHS because I remember like my my parents would always tape record a lot of movies on VHS. Um, and I think that was like, so I have a feeling it might be that, um, but also sort of, but I think they probably did a good job actually of, you know, when you have to like, um, when you had, like it didn't have the commercial ads, but I think what happened is they were able to sort of, you know, you can pause a recording when the commercial ads come, you know, about to come on. And then, then you, I, then you press, I don't know you press record again to let the, um, the uh, recording continues so i think they actually did a pretty good job about that um it was just from that and just being yeah just immersed and amazed with the world so i, I might have been around i mean the only i mean the age range i have no idea but i would definitely think it was i mean definitely in primary school so i think it would have been at least that six or six to eight 
years old um, that I probably, you know, had watched the film for the first time and just, yeah, just been a, um, yeah, it, it is such an immersive film and just, um, you know, it, it is unlike anything. Like, it's all puppets and um, I think, you know, growing up with, you know, Sesame Street, so it's like I'm able to sort of connect to the film um, in, in that way and, and, and personally connect to Janet as, as well. So, um you know it's it's such a it's such a, a weird amazing film and it's always been on you know growing up it sort of became a bit of it you know in the background sort of thing um yeah it's sort of the same thing with yourself like you know didn't really have many friends or you know that are knew about this you know dark dark crystal sort of thing so yeah it wasn't really until i sort of started the podcast that um that's what i realized oh there are a lot of people out there that love that love this film so which has been really great so i mean that's so sort of the the great thing about the internet about um yeah being able to connect to others yeah. you know with all, all the other different communities weird and little stuff. creative kids yeah. come together yes you know exactly yeah yeah so no which has been really cool and um yeah yeah so that, that's pretty much a short of it um <laughs> uh, but yeah i think um i think let's get into it so um for, so this minute, for those of you playing at home, <laughs> um, it's between um, it's up to minute twenty four. So it's so we're looking at between uh, the twenty three to twenty four minutes of the Dark Crystal. So just to do a bit of a recap um, of what happens in this mo- in this minute, uh, Jen is caught in the vines. Um, which, which actually, um, the thing about the vines they actually have got a name now. Um, I think they're now they're now called a, the finger the finger vines, um, which I think um, was actually from Song of the Dark Crystal. Yeah, I think that that was the um, then that was a book, you know. I mean, with Naya and Kylan, I think they were all heading off to see Olgra, and um, yeah, so that's that's where the the finger vines. I think the name has come from. So and I then thought are that they was kind of in yeah. the bestiary. Are the finger vines? Well, oh, in the that, well, that, that's the thing. I actually went through the bestiary, um, you know, before the recording, um, the night before, and I couldn't see them. They weren't in the book. Or maybe in but, the uh, the Song of the Seven Clans, it might have been hidden in there somewhere. There's a couple maybe, of spots yeah. where they talk about plant life here and there. Cause, uh, well, that's the thing, yeah, because it, yeah, because I, I did have a look, and because it's sort of been described as a, you know, yeah, as a plant. Yeah, it's, it's think, not um, a. Um, it's it's not a. Not a beast. I mean, it is a. Cr- yeah, it's a tricky one. It's like, um, so because I had a look at Dark Crystal Wiki and they said that you know it's a species of carnivorous can- plant, um, native to the high hills. So, I I think it's like that, um, beast area there that they just didn't include it because it's a, a plant. Yeah. Um, they should do another book that's all about the the flora of Thra. Oh you yeah, know, no, just that about would, the plant that life. Be, that would be yeah, for the that would be pretty ultra cool. nerds, yeah. you know, yes, for those of us yes. who want <laughs> to like plant our own gardens as close to accurate to thraw plant life as possible. Yeah. But yeah, and then they can also um, add the other skexies that would <laughs> that weren't in the bestiary, which I mean, of course, like we throw them in there. Un- yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think I mean we all know why they didn't put them in there in case I think they were going to be kept, you know, for a season two, you know, not to, uh, you know, avoid them and all that kind of stuff. Let's but, hold on to yeah, that hope. I'm yeah, not ready to let go just yeah, exactly, yet. Yeah, exactly, yeah. We can pry that hope out of my cold, dead fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All righty. So, of course, so he gets caught in the finger vines. Um, and then we see an, an eye, which we find out it's Olgra, 
so sort of we get an introduction to Ogre, uh for the first time and um you know a bit of dialogue back and forth between them two and then it pretty much ends with her saying um think you're afraid of me um so i think so i mean that that, that i mean that's the gist of the minute but you know we'll go into it much more but one thing i was really interested about this um this particular minute is with i mean we we get to meet Olga for the first time and that her first time we, we actually see it, basically it's, we see her eye first, um, you know, grabbing that eye. Um, but one thing I, I really notice again, you know, the craftsmanship and the detail is you get, you can see the vein, the veins on Olga's eyes, um, which, you know, most puppet, you know, probably girl for, you know, with eyes, you know, they're probably, you know, really nice and clean, all that kind of stuff. So that was just one thing I sort of like, you know, looking, you know, really closer looking at it and not really thinking too much about it, but I'm like, oh, wow, they actually done a lot of, you know, <laughs> work with Olga's eye, you know, to... Plus it looks um, wet. It looks yes. shiny. It look and, and she looks like a low glossy and that's part of what makes her look alive and not like a fabricated puppet is because she has sort of moisture on her face and like around her nose and her mouth but that eyeball too it doesn't just look like um you know like i have currently in my possession a little uh, halloween bouncy ball that looks like an eyeball that i have specifically because i like to pretend i'm agra and hold it around and go like oh, nice. at, <laughs> you know at my cat or my brother or something and yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> but the difference between that bouncy ball and and an actual eyeball is that it, it's it's juicy you oh, can, yeah, you yeah. can tell uh, that it that that's a real eyeball right there yeah so yeah definitely yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and, and i just love you yeah, yeah when she puts it in and just you know she has to rearrange herself sort of thing you know trying to get that eye in there um and um but yeah i mean and, and one of the most interesting things is that um she's actually like s- speaks in her um in her own language the um i think i think it's referred to as the Algrian language um you know because you know and, and that, that this is one of those things now sort of coming back to the dark crystal minute and it's really interesting how she's gone it seems that she's because i think this seems to be a, a language that she used to you know just speaking you know what in the early years of you know of her being born and traveling around thra and before probably meeting you know the galflings for the first time that she sort of had her own language but now we're at this and then in Age of Resistance, you know, she pretty much spoke English. I don't think, I don't recall her speaking um, her own language at all. But now it's like with, you know, with with the events of the film, um, you know, there's no Gelfling. So she's got no one to talk to but herself, essentially. Yeah, I guess that um, makes sense. So it's, it, yeah, so it's, it, I just find it really interesting that she's gone back to, um, you know, talking in her own language. Um, yeah. Yeah, she does have more people to interact with somewhat in Age of Resistance. I mean, particularly she has her little, uh, her little podling helper. That mm. uh, yes, yes. Well, she has podling helper's grandpa first, <laughs> and then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's interesting to me that she actually like when we meet her in Age of Resistance, she's coming out of a big old slumber from just hanging out in space all the time. Yeah, and... yeah. Because I mean, she was looking at that space for. Uh, yeah hundreds of years can't remember yeah i know i was trying to remember how many exact i know there was a, a certain amount it might have been 200 years or something enough for a, a yeah. podling grandpa to 
age and then have a couple of generations of potato people after him. Um, but the fact that uh, she's in a way was kind of isolated in that sense as well. It makes you wonder like when her consciousness was sort of out in the cosmos, was she communicating at all or was she just staring at stuff and, and taking notes uh, silently <laughs> out you know, with her, with her consciousness, so to speak. Whereas when you meet her at the beginning of what, when you first meet her in this scene, in this minute, um, she's much more of a hermit. She hasn't been off adventuring. She's been holed up in her, in her orrery, um, kind of just losing it. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I know. I, I reckon, I reckon she might've lost, you know, through the, whatever happens in between. I think she probably lost some of that power to be able to commune to the stars or i mean or maybe I don't she's know. been afraid to know, yeah. it's also possible that she's been like afraid to she was traumatized by kind of what happened the events of age of resistance like man the last time i let myself get duped um you know the skexies distracted me by saying hey here's your key to go check out the heavens and then she she peaced out for a while and and the skexies sort of ran amok and took over and did all kinds of nasty hullabaloo while she was gone without her looking and so now she's probably like oh i'm not doing that again i better uh i better just stay over here and keep my eye on stuff yeah keep keep her eye on thra um i mean especially i mean you know there wasn't a podling you know assistant you know in the dark crystal so um yeah i that's the thing i i think yeah i think she's been just been there by herself um you know, but who knows, you know, so, um, yeah, it is just, yeah, it's just one of those things where, yeah, you know. And we can also yeah. kind of do, I know you like to do little comparisons to Return of the Jedi, um, I or, know, even, yeah, or that, even that, Empire I know, I, in this case. Um, yeah, exactly. But yes, yeah, yeah. Agra yeah, is yeah. sort of displaying <laughs> some Yoda similarities, um, particularly to Yoda in Empire as we meet him as a kooky old hermit who's kind of been like, in a similar sort of situation where like I played a role in this horrible thing that happened. And so I had to go and essentially be exiled and sort of wait around for the prophecy to be fulfilled, basically like wait for the chosen one to stumble onto my doorstep. And, um, and for when I can be useful again, and in the meantime, go a little bit nutty. So mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Sort of similarity yeah. there. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, that's the thing it's like you know even at the start like you know she questions if if jen if he is a gulfling um very shocked about this or you know you know gasping you know seeing seeing jen um so yeah it's it's it, it, that's the thing I'm, I'm like i'm curious you know whether you know the the effects of what happened during the was where um she just sort of uh yeah i mean will lost herself in a way and um just sort of traumatized like, um, uh, yeah just traumatized yeah 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 and um because i mean uh you know she does say gotham killed them all uh you know but then it's like well if you look like it you smell like it and maybe you are um <laughs> um yeah yeah it's it's just one of those things where yeah i know there's there's a lot of questions now about this middle part of dark crystal law that we you know hopefully one day we'll, we'll get to it and um it all makes sense but I think there's definitely got to be a part of um, something really bad has happened to Allgrad that, you know, that by the time we have know this middle part that we know this is why Allgrad's the way she is. 
even though you know we sort of know you know by speculating all that kind of stuff yeah. but yeah we have yeah. a little bit of that context but yeah we we don't see the moment where she sort of takes that turn from being a wise leader of this movement which is where we see her at the end of age of resistance she's like got this renewed sense of determination and hope like we see her at sort of this we see this moment where she is like dark and depressed and like really sorrowful for the things that she's allowed to happen essentially by um leaving and checking out with the with the heavens for a while but then she comes back and like re refines the song of thra and she joins and helps with the resistance and the battle so like she has this turning point at the end of the series where she becomes this like like jesus figure where she's resurrected and she you know comes out from the hunter and it's very like dun 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 so that is so drastically different from where we see her now in this minute as this kooky old hermit who's just like questioning is this a gelfling like i can see that this is a gelfling all my senses are telling me but no gartham killed them all there's no way um and she's uh doing a lot of like kind of uh mood swinging in a way or she goes back and forth between like i have this whole tone and then she goes back to being like serious and like had it with our crap where she um when when jen tells her like i'm looking for agra and she gets all like oh who sent you okay like she's suspicious she's like yeah kind of that you know cranky mom who when you like Mm. ask her for a favor she's like what do you want like that's that's sort of the vibe like that um crotchety abuela who's you know tired i need i need a nap i'm tired of these kids running around (laughs) yeah exactly yeah absolutely and um and i guess you know one of the big things i mean i mean this is probably one of the biggest minutes um in in dark crystal i think another another big thing is um we actually come across one of um jim henson's favorite lines of of the movie and this was something i did a little bit of research i i I tracked it down um so this this is um from uh i think the creation myths volume two there was like um there was like a little interview um with david o'dowell um sort of about how he got into you know how he got involved with dark crystal and sort of behind the scenes stuff and all that kind of stuff and one of the things that he talked about was a, a particular line in the scene. So I'll just read what, what was written. So he so, so he wrote, One of Jim's favorite lines that I wrote in the Dark Crystal script was when Olgra asks Jen where his master is, and Jen says he's dead. Olgra looks around suspiciously and mutters, He could be anywhere then. I couldn't have written it if I hadn't read the Seth book. And um, yeah, so I know that there was like a... Um, a lot of um a bit of influence i think with um with seth speaks uh which i think is a book by uh, jane roberts um very it's a very spiritual book i am which actually i i haven't read it but i i've always sort of been kind of curious to read it to you know get around to it to read it but uh, have you actually read read the book out of curious school i haven't but it's uh ever since i found out about it you know in the in the past couple of years about you know doing more research into the film um, I, I'm fascinated by it because of this exact reason, the fact that it inspired so much of Jim's mythology that he came up with. And, um, so I, I have every intention of it, but I get the, the basic 
gist of it, the idea that he's he's sort of tied in this spirituality in his mythos of of Thra and of the Dark Crystal, and that's a crucial part of like a beating heart of it, basically. Um, so yeah, I've always I've always adored that uh, the that line about how he could be anywhere then because she says it so confidently like she's there's no hesitation there it's not up for interpretation she's like immediately responding. he says he's dead and she doesn't take a second at all to like pause and mourn or like be sad at the fact that he's oh nope he could be anywhere yeah. then he's here yeah. <laughs> he's, he's all around like and you know without getting too deep into it i mean there are a lot of philosophies and a lot of spiritualities and a lot of religions that you could attribute that quote to, you know, you could say that that works oh, yeah, to with other, yeah. all manner of belief systems. And it's sort of brilliant that um, it's not alienating at all. There are so many belief systems that that would uh, speak to. And yeah, yeah. It's a very universal kind of like spirituality. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is a sort of a, a human hope. Yeah. It is yeah, a human yeah. hope that we have that you know whichever deity we subscribe to whatsoever we still hope that there's something beyond this plane of existence and so the fact that agra is essentially confirming that and just being like oh yep he's everywhere now <laughs> he can he can do whatever he wants now he's got all the power in the world now that he's dead like it's almost like uh dying is leveling up <laughs> instead of you know, you're just moving on to the next the next stage and that's just uh so crucial to so many belief systems and spiritualities so agra's she's speaking on a soul level here i yeah, totally get why yeah. jim loves it it was yeah yeah always one of my favorite lines yeah yeah um so no it was, it was just a really great little moment there um yeah with, with olga and jen um so yeah i think we'll probably wrap up for this minute of the dark crystal minute uh, again, thank you so much, and yeah, definitely stay tuned for more Dark Crystal Minute. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast. Follow us on Instagram at darkcrystalpodcast and on Twitter at darkcrystalpod. Thank you all so much and stay tuned for the next episode of Trial by Stone.